0: Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. Are we going to toss around that, uh, that bottle opener? We going oh, yeah, are we gonna we gonna start it up? This is a good way to start the episode. Hey, it didn't
1: slide at all. <laughs> <laughs> it did not slide. Hey, <laughs> there's a little grip on it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a rubber grip on
2: it. Is it good? <sighs> it's not bad. Here you go, Steven. Oh, <laughs> ow, ow!
3: My eye! My eye! I'm
2: not good at that anymore. <laughs>
1: Let's see if it slides that way.
2: There, it is a little better. Yeah. Wow,
1: I tastes the strawberry.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah.
1: Wow. Shiner Strawberry Blonde.
2: That is really good. Not a sponsor. I've been it says made with Potete Texas strawberries. I've been there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yep, yeah, we have. We've done stuff in Potete, and we've done stuff in Pleasanton. All around. Shout that out area. to
0: shout out to Petite for these strawberries we're drinking. Man, that's really good. Yeah. I enjoy it.
1: Wow. I, I like a lighter flavor, mm-hmm. you know, one that doesn't fit. Sit too heavy
0: on your belly. I'm, I like that dark stuff,
1: man. Get in my Do belly. I don't
0: know, I don't know how, I, how I feel
2: about it specifically in my belly, but I like it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple years ago in Rio Janeiro. you had a, uh, it was like a, a peanut butter one, peanut butter oh, milk yeah. stout. That mm-hmm. was good. And I tasted it and it was so rich. It like was too very... rich. I had a pecan stout that was really, really good. I should Dude, have tried that.
0: that. Yeah. Was good. We went to, uh, there's a pecan stout that's brewed out of Austin. And I, I forget the brand name, but we went to the Alamo Draft House in Austin and they had that locally brewed beer, but they made a, milkshakes with it. Oh, So we had a pecan stout
2: milkshake. Golly, it was good. <laughs> but you've always liked the uh, milkshake milkshaky.
0: Oh yeah, man. Like uh, the, Colorado something. Bulldog, man. Yeah. That's, my, that's my drink. <laughs>
1: yep. I'm, we're I'm, over here I'm, just talking about alcohol. I'm in on this.
2: This Shiner <laughs> this China Strawberry is good. Yeah.
1: I, I like Shiner in general. Yeah. Because I Well, I, and it's Texas, we can't not. Yeah, I True. did the uh I did the shiner sea salt and lime mm. uh before, remember? And that was that one's a good too. I went to North Carolina years ago with a friend for a disc golf tournament.
2: We went to some bar and grill and lady asked, Can I get you guys something to drink? And he goes, Can I get a shiner? She goes, What? <laughs> he goes, Can I get a shiner? She said, I don't know what that is. He's was like, Oh, I forgot. We're not
1: in Texas, We're not in Texas anymore. Texas, yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh man. How you doing Pierce? I am good. Um, summertime is just flying on by. It seems like, um, but good man. Uh, what's so interesting about this year, uh, this is the first year in quite a while where we've done youth camp towards the beginning of the summer. And so initially I was kind of stressed out just having to get a bunch of stuff done. Cause usually I was doing a lot of the admin type side of that getting all the all the paperwork in check make sure all the background checks really need to be and stuff like that throughout the summer when we had a little bit more freedom and more flexibility and schedule but i was having to do that a lot more during the school semester leading up to camp and i thought i wasn't gonna like that but then we were done with youth camp and i was like now we can it's just now, now we can just chill with the youth like yeah. we can just do other things here in town we can just, just do little hangouts and stuff but like man uh yeah. So I. So even now, coming looking, looking at this week that's coming up. This would usually be the week that we're gone for camp, being the last week of July, and then really when August starts, you're getting ready for school, like back yeah. to school stuff. And so I feel like this some this summer has been a little bit more mentally freeing, which is nice. Cool. Yeah, 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 and just being able to enjoy our group instead of it having to like worry really cool about things the, are going on. Dude, yeah, man, a lot more more cohesiveness that they're wanting to continue on. I think that every year. Uh, I shouldn't say every year for our group, but I think every year in general, there's just a temptation of like the, the quote unquote camp high of like, you get really stoked at camp and then nothing really carries on once you get back home from camp. But what's been great is just seeing our youth's heartbeat to just keep that going. Like had, we had a couple of students step up and they want to start their own Bible study and start talking about more things as a group outside of youth group normally. And I was like, that's, super cool to see that they're wanting to bleed that into their everyday life, not just when I go to church or when I go to camp, like that's actually just who they are now in Christ, which is super cool, super encouraging. And, uh, what's crazy is before camp, I remember thinking like, I want that cohesiveness. I want that thing. How can, how can I see that kind of take place? And the Lord just answered that. And was like, we'll just do it at camp, (laughs) (laughs) which is super cool. So cool. Yeah. Y'all doing all right.
1: Yeah, man. Doing well. Good. It's uh School at Cristobal is gonna start like a week earlier than it did last year, so I feel mm. like man, we're just at the, like we've got like we've got like three weeks left, but it feels like oh man, it's, it's just only right three here. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I going to Colorado next week. That sounds awesome, dude. I cannot wait. We we had so much fun in Colorado in June, like so much fun, and I just I just want to go back <laughs> someday. We'll have a uh, a four fifty six
2: church plant in Colorado yeah Yeah. we have to to go (laughs) you know where I've
0: never been Colorado you've never been you know what they have in Colorado Bulldogs (laughs) yeah Colorado
2: Bulldogs man (laughs) it's my people it's my place man Uh, we should should make that happen I would love to would you rather go in the winter like to ski or would you rather go in the summer when you can do outdoor uh,
0: stuff, I don't know how much I would. En- I've never been skiing either, so I just don't know how much I would enjoy that. I would but love to see you ski. i would fall down so yeah, I've i tripped over my phone like fifty you know, times. I have this like vision of because I'm sure Hannah grew up skiing. uh ish, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her so, dad doesn't like it too much,
2: but oh, they've been a couple okay. times. Anyways, I had this like I could see it like her you're skiing together, and she's just like standing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shaking with she's my like, feet Pierce, pointed towards me. Up. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> just edging my weight down the thing. I'll find the one tree out of nowhere and just, <laughs> just hit it. Yeah. I think you would actually enjoy it. I bet I would once I got I, I really think you snow would enjoy legs. it this summer. Yeah. Because you're just out. Like, you can just go. That's what I was thinking. Like, you're never having to worry about, you don't have to worry about weather as much. Not to worry. Like, it's actually pretty outside. Yeah. Like, I mean, the it desert? rains
2: a lot and there's bears, but.
0: <laughs> 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 just d- different
2: worries. But yeah,
0: just seeing that. I mean, and also, as much as I enjoy the mountains, I've it's more so of just me realizing that I don't really like the, because there, people say there's two different types of people when it comes like beach vacation, there's beach people. and mountain people. And I know I'm not a beach person. So I'm like, well, I gotta be a mountain person. And, <laughs> I, and I
2: love, I, I think dude, when you we need to figure out if you can come like to the cabin where we stay, mm. it's it's a wraparound porch where you can just see, um, you know what I'm talking about? You remember mm-hmm. this? You can just see for miles and miles yes. in the mountains. And I think you might not ever leave the there's, porch. Man, there's, I the bet porch. I wouldn't,
0: I bet. Yeah. I would just have, I'd have my iPad and, Get a pipe and I'd be having a good time, man. Uh, Tobacco pipe, to be clear, to everybody. Everybody, everybody listen,
3: you're in Colorado. Yeah, Yeah,
0: got to be clear. Got to be clear. You know what's funny too? Uh, I know that there's like um, psychological practices for mental health regarding like wide open spaces. And we were in Oklahoma recently on my uh, on my wife's grandparents' property. And it's one of those situations where it's still Oklahoma, so it's still flat, but it's like it's more like hilly yeah, farmland. Yeah. There's some really pretty hilly spots. And in yeah, we were just sitting outside, and I looked, and I could see for what felt like forever. And it's just these 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 rolling hills with uh, with different crops on them and stuff like that. And there was just something to be said about just looking in the distance and just staring out there. And just I felt this weird peace and calmness, oh, and it's great. it was amazing. So I can't even imagine like how much better that would be with
2: actually green so mountainous good. forest scenery. Like, literally, I can I could not even joking. If there was ever a year when I told Cammy like, hey, we're just staying. We're not going back to <laughs> Texas.
0: I don't think she would fight me at all. That's right. I'm like, okay, cool. We're settled. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. If we could take the culture of Texas yeah. and put it in Colorado, or if we could just get Colorado back, because at one point, I think there was a section of Colorado that was part of Texas. Mm. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, you're just waging war on the rest of the states.
3: <laughs>
0: we we could get it back. We're gonna ac- acquire
2: our I, properties I have back. This, I have this suspicion <laughs> that there are parts of New Mexico and parts of Colorado that would prefer to be back in Texas <laughs> yes. than where they are. Agreed. Uh,
0: well, hey, everybody? Let's let's step on over to the PCC. Let's take that at the, the the Colorado good good time good times and <laughs> bring them over to the PCC. The good times. The good times. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Um, we've already cracked open a cold one. Yeah. <laughs> That's us passing you the, the bottle opener. Uh so today actually so somebody out with that bottle. You though. definitely could, man. It's heavy. Uh I don't necessarily know if I th- this is something that uh I don't I want to hear your guys' thoughts, but it's not necessarily the, the weight behind it. I, I saw a TikTok recently that this this woman was very like just a really good content creator. Like she had one or two videos that I was, like, this was engaging from the moment you started to the end. And it was very well made. But one of the ones I saw that she had done was um, her describing how much she had dreamed her whole life to be in a good relationship, to be married and to live in Paris. And like, those were like the core dreams that kind of like stayed with her her whole life. You mean Paris? Paris. That's right and she is (laughs) yeah I heard sorry took me a second she she now has that she now has that and she's questioning why am I still depressed huh like I I have I have the things that I've fought for I've wanted to fight for my whole life who's this I'm sorry it's a woman on TikTok I I forget her username okay um and she's she's in 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 her video. She's pointing out what's called the arrival fallacy, which I don't know. This is a real fallacy. I've heard these types of things before. Of like, I have everything I want. Why am I still depressed? I've heard that before, but uh, I copy and pasted this definition I found online. The arrival fallacy is the term given to the illusion that, in words of the expert who coined the term, once we make it, once we attain our goal or reach our destination, we will reach lasting happiness. So he's saying that's an illusion that once we make it, once we get there, that we will actually have like ultimate happiness. Um, and that rival fallacy is is pointing out that that's an illusion that's not going to always be the case. Um, and I thought that was, she presented it in such a beautiful way. And I, if I find the video, I can share it on our social media stuff. Um, but also just from the perspective of, of Jesus, I had a friend of mine who told me to my face that he quote unquote, believed everything about that. We said about Jesus to be true. He just didn't want to follow it um, because his life that he's living now in rejection of Jesus um, is now making him happier Mm. than Christianity ever did. And he had a very
2: Christianity. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I shouldn't say that way. So he claimed to be a Christian and then I don't know how he would say it, but left like real, like showed that he wasn't really a Christian. And what he did in that point was he compared his life in church is probably a better way to say it, his life in church to his life he was living then. And he said, my life now is way happier than anything I had back then. But from his perspective, he would say his life in church was him being a Christian, was him following Jesus. And so from his perspective, he was saying, man, I followed after Jesus. I I, I went to church. I did the things. I did the deal. And that never gave me happiness, whereas this did. And at what that is, is for those of us who actually know Jesus we would never say um, that there is lasting joy or anything else outside outside of Christ. And so what he was doing was he had a, he had a misunderstanding of Jesus with a truth of Jesus that there is joy in Jesus. But because he was trying to live out this misunderstanding of Jesus, he never attained that true joy in Jesus. And so he himself had this weird weight and arrival fallacy placed upon Christianity and therefore that's allowing him to dictate how he views the entire thing instead A of realizing rival
2: based on it wasn't based on Christianity. That's what I'm
0: saying, like based off his his skewed view of it. Yeah. Yes. So like he his his view of, of of living out these Christian rules, doing these things, he's he's been told his whole life that there's joy at the end of that, which we would definitely, as true Christians, attain to that, hold to that, that there is joy no, in Christ.
2: Not yes, not in yes. what, what you said before was joy in doing all these things. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That there that there's joy in Christ, Christ. Yes. True
0: Christians, we would say there's joy in Christ, but from his faulty perspective, um, he's not actually pursuing christ Mm -hmm. he's just doing all these things right and so but but what sucks is because he was in that that just cloudy perspective that mis perspective of christ he attributed all of those things to jesus yeah um and when he didn't get the joy that is promised in christ not in those things when he didn't get that joy he said yeah i'm way happier over here i'm way happier over here at these things and so if we are pursuing a um a misunderstanding of Jesus, if we're pursuing a misteaching of Jesus, if we're pursuing something that's not Christianity that's 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 hiding or covering itself as Christianity, of course it's go, you're you're going to maybe attain those goals, quote unquote, but you're not going to get the joy of Christ. You're not going to get the joy of the things. It's all work-based things. It's all, it's all false gospel. And what sucks is in that scenario, I I wanted so badly just I went, during the conversation, I fought so badly to show him the real Jesus, but he just had a a broad stroke for all of it mm. and lumped it all together. And um, this, I think, helped put a clearer light on it because his his hope in him doing all of the, the quote-unquote Christian things, the good things, um, his goal was ultimately his own happiness. His goal wasn't to know the real Jesus. His goal was to attain happiness. And then when he found the world that the world could give him even fleeting happiness, still in his mind, happiness. He well, thought, if, you're,
2: if you get the two choices of follow a bunch of rules for no reason or mm-hmm. don't worry about the rules at all and enjoy it. And feel it, good, yeah. That's, that's kind of what Solomon's mm-hmm. saying in Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. is like yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's fleeting. So I think he's actually, from his perspective of not knowing Jesus, it's it's probably the right decision. True, like, yes. Why would you follow <laughs> the rules without any relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. when you can not have to worry about it? So exactly. I understand where he's at. Yeah, from that I don't actually understand what he said, but I'm saying like it makes sense what he's what he's saying because it's a skewed version of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I just wish I know that's a very small amount of people, but
0: I've had two of them now in my life, where one being coming from a Mormon household and one coming from this, uh, both false gospels. Yep. um, What they're doing is they're saying everything concerning Jesus is is held in those two false gospels and. I fought in a lot of conversations to show them like no the real Jesus is not that. Right. The real Jesus is not those
2: things. That's a danger I think in a in a moralistic gospel. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's not even the gospel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a moralistic perspective on telling people that the gospel is you doing all these things. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's BS. Um See so yeah, if, if I find that video I can share it with you guys. I, I was brokenhearted for her to I'm still- not sure. I'm not sure anybody. You said something like I forget how you said it earlier but I'm not sure anybody ever finds contentment or happiness. Oh, no. Things. Like, like there is no, there is no contentment and happiness apart from Christ. That's what I was going to say is that like, I, it's, I'm brokenhearted
0: for her to still be depressed, but also I pray that this woman can realize like this world will never give lasting yeah. happiness as well. No matter how many things you attain, it's never going to give you what you have in Christ. The, yeah. A true purpose, a true love, a true joy, yeah. a true happiness. I was just thinking like, um,
2: I did you guys watch the documentary on Michael Jordan? Yes. Man, I wanted to, I haven't yet. <laughs> it's good, but there's. there's pretty good. it's so funny to watch him sitting in his giant mansion when they're interviewing him, and you could almost sense it. Like, what he's longing for is to be back on the court in mm-hmm. the spotlight again. Uh, he's done everything that he could do. Like, he's the greatest basketball player ever, and stop it if you're going to disagree with me. It's, <laughs> it's not LeBron. It's, but, like, he's attained everything, in his sport has all the money in the world. Yeah. Has the fame of—he's mm-hmm. more famous than probably most people— And yet there's something he still feels like he's missing. You can see it Mm -hmm. in that interview. And I I keep thinking about next week when I go to Colorado, I'm going to sit on that porch. And if... If nuclear war breaks out next week, right? <laughs> <that was, laughs> if you're not watching, Ryan totally tipped over his shiner and almost spilled it everywhere <laughs> and you caught it. That's what was amazing is like, you caught
0: it. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> <I don't either. laughs>
2: He's just trying to to uh, get the table. to. That's anyways, right. I'm thinking I'm going to sit on the porch in Colorado next week. Mm-hmm. And if nuclear war is on its way, I'm going to sit and watch the bombs come and go, Huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, like because my happiness and contentment doesn't rest in my circumstances. Yeah, absolutely, So I'm able to actually enjoy things like that, probably even more.
1: Pour some out for our homie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Who died? <laughs> Steven? Yeah, Steven. Yeah. You come in later and be like, man, this place smells. Like, <laughs> what is that smell? It smells like strawberries in here. <laughs> strawberries and beer. So I think I think it's a good point, Yeah, seventeen taste of love. <laughs> yep. Oh, bittersweet. That was a good. You, you just wanted to leave the corner. You're like, screw this corner, man. I'm done. I'm done
0: with the arrival fallacy. Cheers. I hate it.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, so we're actually we are doing things a little bit different today. Um, just going to kind of jump right into it because of a a question that that Micah had gotten um, concerning concerning self care, and I think that what we want to what we want to show to you guys as well is that when we get those questions we want to talk about those things. And so yeah. we're we're gonna, really, we
1: really appreciate it when you guys go, hey, yeah. Would y'all maybe talk about this yeah, on the yeah. podcast? And we
2: we have a list of things that that we are going to talk about in the podcast, but they're not necessarily in order. So like point being, I yeah. mean you you guys we feel like this is a little bit of a community as well. Yeah. yeah, And so, like, we want our conversations to be things that are going on in the community as well. Yeah. We've, we've we're got 15
1: about. things still on our list right now that we want right. to <laughs> do mm-hmm. at some point, And we're adding to them as you guys are, but uh, as you guys are recommending things to mm-hmm. us yeah. and asking things. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so, Mike, uh, if you want to, you want to kick us off in regards to the question you were sent?
2: Yeah. Or, 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 the or asked. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of the, the thought was like, there's this, there's this, Modern day concept, which Ryan, you can you've read a few articles about this since we started talking about it. Five articles now, <laughs> while you you read during the culture corners. <laughs> wow, wow! Spill your beer on me and ignore me.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> this. yeah, what you said was. Really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a quarter appears. <laughs> uh, I really I really think that Garfield is a commentary on the political culture of perfect, today. perfect, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what we are talking about.
2: So the concept of modern day concept. Mondays, of, uh, <laughs> the modern day concept of something we call self-care, um, probably has some origins in something else. But the question that was brought up was or the question was brought up because this person was saying what what he's seen is that there are people who are claiming to be followers of Jesus who are saying, I'm doing self-care. And what they, what they tend to imply is that I'm more important than anybody else. And so it, he mm-hmm. says it seems the way that, that he was explaining it, that he had heard people describe it in a very personal context, was that what was more important than being a servant to other people or serving other people or considering other people more important than yourself was that you are like the center. <laughs> Philippians. Yeah, I know. Was that you I, I added that in and I'm not sure that he was saying that was in the conversation. No, but, but that's like, great. I think that's that it has goes, to be brought into the into conversation. It, yeah. Was that 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 they're like the center of the thought for them was that I'm the most important thing, therefore I need to make sure. So I think it's it's a jumping point for conversation because I think that there are a lot of things to talk about within this context and thought. So yeah. do you want to give us a basis, Ryan, from the five articles you read during Pierce's culture corner? So.
1: <laughs> well, I read a few before. You're, right, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, You've read a lot more than me. <laughs> yeah, so it appears, and this this seems to be what's really interesting is the first three articles that I read all agreed across the board. Um, so let this be a little bit of a lesson to you. And I'm not I'm not an expert in this at all, and I will not pretend to be. Uh, but the the fourth and fifth article, as I dug a little bit deeper, gave me more insight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first three either weren't aware of. Or I think if they had been aware of, they would have included it based on the flavor of the article. But anyway, uh, yeah, beef jerky. I'm all right, beef (laughs) jerky. One day I want to try that. Yeah, (laughs) no, I'm good right now. Uh, One day, Micah. Gosh, (laughs) pressuring me (laughs) now. Drink your beer and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that was really interesting is that self care. uh, That that idea was used. Um, prior to enduring and, and even at the close of the Civil War to to be in favor of slavery. What? Yep. And and the argument from people who were slave owners was black people aren't people and can't take care of themselves, so we have to own them as property. And so that's mm. that was where it started. Holy crap. Wow. Yep. And the same with women. We're not going to give women the right to vote because they can't take care of themselves, so they have no say. And so that's where this idea of self-care started, at least in the States. Um, in, in the 50s and the 60s, with the Civil Rights Movement, they kind of thumbed their nose at that attitude that had been going on for 90 years and said, screw you guys, you know, we can take care of ourselves. And because you won't, we will. Mm. And so there were some civil rights activists and movements, and all of the articles uh, said that the Black Panthers were instrumental in this, but that there were some civil rights activists who just said, "You've used you have said too long that we are not people." And so it was used by women's groups and it was used by uh, African American groups to say no. Screw you guys. If you say we're not people, we'll take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And at this point in the 60s where there was a dearth of of medical provision for black mothers and education for black students, um, the the, uh, black activists started rallying together Mm -hmm. to say, we're going to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. And if you won't do it, we will. And then there was another big shift in the 80s. And in the 80s, it was kale and yoga and sunlight. And it it got softened. Because yeah, it
2: was a new age movement. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And it got softened to be this like, do what you enjoy doing, do mm. what makes you feel good. And then the next huge shift for it, there were sh- there were shifts all along, but the next huge shift for it was after 9-11. Mm. And the incredible stress and the trauma that that put on that generation of people who were like, man, what's going on in our world? I don't know how to cope with this. A a lot of counselors and a lot of therapists started using the idea of self-care like, look, what is going to be restful for you? What are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing to take care of your peace of mind? Mm. And then um, go fast forward from that uh, through… the stress of the 2016 election, the 2020 election, but also COVID. And since that, you have a lot of people, you have so many people now who are are saying, I feel anxious all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel stressed all the time. I feel uncertain in this world all the time. And so the self-care movement now has become this thing of, what are you doing to manage your anxiety? What are you doing to be able to continue to function in the things that you have to function in? You still have a job or you still have bills to pay or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting is in the, in three of the five articles that I read, they all kind of at the end are pissed at the, uh, I mean it's it's capitalism it's business but they're all kind of pissed at the the businesses who are going yes you need to do self care here's our spa treatment hey here's our new bottle of wine mm-hmm. and they're like man you're making light of my emotional trauma saying that this will fix it mm-hmm. and and so it started it started as self care started as a way to be oppressive mm. It shifted to a way of screw you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're going to take care of ourselves since you won't. In the middle there, in the 40s and 50s, in the 1940s and 50s, it was also used for mentally ill patients that they can't care for themselves. So we have to do it for them. And then it shifted into health and fitness in the 70s and 80s. Like you need to take care of your body because otherwise you're going to get sick and you're going to die. So
2: originally when someone said self-care, it wasn't the self, the person taking care of themselves. It was someone else taking care of them. Uh, Yes. Because they were incapable of taking care of themselves. Yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, so originally, originally it was, they can't take care of themselves. Right, right. Yeah. So they called
2: that self-care.
1: Yep. And so we have to do it. We have to Mm. manage it for them. And then it was more benevolent. Mm-hmm. These people are sick, they're mentally ill, they can't care for themselves, they need self-care. And then it was kind of in retaliation, I think rightly so against like a government mm-hmm. that was saying right. you don't deserve it and they're like, "Well, screw you, we're going to take care of ourselves." Right. And then it became health and wellness and fitness and then dealing with anxiety. Interesting. So that's kind of the gamut the gamut from uh the 1860s to now. So now
2: sounds like this is how I normally hear it when someone says... Oh, so,
1: one more thing. Sorry. Yeah. Every article that I read agreed that at its heart, self-care is a political activism.
2: Mm. That was my... I told you guys before, that was my suspicion, was that it was actually a sneaky way of implementing some kind of like political idea through a phrase that people can define however they want to define right. it. Mm. That was my thought. So... I'm interested to do more research on it. Hey, If you guys listening know about this, we would love to hear. Yeah. None of us
1: are saying we know about it.
2: Josh Scholes, we would love for you to research the whole thing so we don't have to. So you can (laughs) tell us all the answers later. This
1: is what we know about it. This is all we know about it. So how
2: I typically hear people talk about it now, which sounds right, is like kind of the new agey kind of thought is like self-care is making sure that, that I make myself number one, that, Yes, like my and, mental state is the most important and, thing. And what
1: you just said, I think, is super key. That's how we hear about has how we are hearing about it the most is that
2: people are saying yeah. I'm the most important thing, Yep, um, which actually goes along with, I feel like the the postmodern um, mindset that probably began with Gen X became like the mantra of millennials and now has been like adopted by Gen Z. Um, which is why you see people say, this is my truth. It's my truth. Mm -hmm. You can't say it's it's funny. Like they'll say things like, this is my truth. You can't say this is not my truth, which is funny because that statement in and of itself is stupid. Yeah.
1: This is
2: my truth. You can't tell me it's not my truth. You you can't tell me. It's my truth. I can tell you a statement of truth about my anyways. It's (laughs) ridiculous. So, but that postmodern mindset that there's like, my truth is my truth is still centered in me. Like I'm the most important thing, which is the same idea. Sounds like how people use it now is like self-care is like, I'm the most important thing. Here's what's interesting to me. Um, I think there's some importance in making sure that you are or, or, or attempting to be healthy to some degree. So like if, if you're, I keep reading all this stuff, this is a little bit of a diversion from self-care, but, um, I guess not, but I keep reading all this stuff now about gut health. Oh yeah. Like how much gut health is like the Impact question your whole body. the question now is like why are there so many people that are depressed now and anxious and, and there's some people who make a case that it's because of circumstantial things that are going on but there is a group of people who are making a case that it's because we've been eating crap for so many years yeah and mm-hmm. so like maybe our gut health really does have to do with <laughs> our emotional mental state yeah. um and if that's the case it's like i think that it's important to i've I've have some a bunch of friends who are like super health nerds I'll call them that to their face, but like for them, it's, it is, they wouldn't, the people I know are never, aren't the people who are like, they'll see me drinking Dr. Pepper and be like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. They'll kind of make fun of me for it. But yeah. point being there, they, what they acknowledge is, is that when you eat well, your body functions better. And yeah. I don't think there's any negating that. No. And so it's funny. Cause I feel like there's
1: exercise, sunshine, there's some basic things. Absolutely.
2: That, yeah. I mean, like, like, Probably the best thing we could do to fight COVID was to go outside I and mean, be in the sun. And they were like, "Get in your house," which makes me think like this is all an agenda. Mm. Anyways, I am not saying there wasn't COVID. Obviously, I had COVID. Dad, my dad, almost died. Yeah, with COVID, but not of COVID. Um, I, I think the the <laughs> tendency the tendency is I love like that little nuance. <laughs> the tendency is uh, that if if we understand potentially that that the idea of self care, self care was like a political push the tendency would be like to say anything that has to do with like being healthy is wrong. And Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think the, the pendulum needs to not swing like that. We need to understand potentially where its origins are and maybe use different terms. So like if someone's like, you know what, I want to start being healthy, Mm -hmm. potentially use a different term than self care. Yeah. Just use something like, I want to start taking care of myself. And you might call that a nuance,
1: (laughs) but it's not the same phrase. Mm -hmm. Well, Language has intent. Language has meaning. And and so I mean, um, I think if we're ignorant of, of the roots of it, and I think that's fine, you know? But I think that when we become educated on something, we're then kind of accountable to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh I think there are a lot of things that don't don't matter in language, and I think there are I think though that uh, language is the only way to really exchange ideas and concepts. It mm-hmm. is written or spoken or signed or language is how we communicate ideas and concepts. Mm-hmm. And up until we were preparing for this podcast, I would have never guessed uh, the civil war era use of self care. Like right, I wouldn't have would guessed I? that. No. Yep. And, and so I would have
2: assumed the seventies and eighties thing. Sure. Yeah, have of course the civil war thing.
1: No. And, and so it's, that's interesting and it should now shape how I talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I have that thing. As a as a believer, as a believer, if if our view of self-care, Micah, to what you were saying a mo- moment ago, is that I take priority. Okay. The example that people use a lot of times is the uh, the oxygen mask in the airplane. Hmm. and they say the instruction there is to put it on yourself first so that you can put it on other people. And so people say you need to take care of yourself, otherwise you can't take care of that's other people. That's a dumb example. <laughs> but but it's one that's used pretty commonly.
2: Have they ever talked to, like, safety people no, on airplanes? No, I guess not. Because yeah. you should talk to, I got to, yeah. I, in fact, I think Nate explained it to me one time. My buddy Nate in Minnesota, with he was a pilot, like, I think he explained to me, like, the idea of that. Yeah. Because I think he said you have, like, I forget, it's something ridiculous, like, seconds yeah if if the oxygen mask comes down you have seconds before you you pass out yeah um and so it's 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 i mean it makes sense in how they're trying to yes. use it like if you don't put it on if you try to put it on someone else first you're dead you're probably gonna die yeah, yeah. But if you put it on you then you actually because that person passes out but it's not dead yet yeah so if you put it on you can start yeah. helping other people but that's not that's not self-care that's yeah. actually care for others yeah The intent is to care for others, not
1: self. I am putting that on so that I can serve you. Side note, Mm -hmm. he told me
2: something else in this last trip to Minnesota. Interesting. Did you know that the sole job of a flight attendant is safety for getting off a plane in case of emergency? Really? Really? Their main role is not to serve you on the plane, although that's the majority of the things they do, but they're intentional purpose. Aren't
1: you glad that that's the majority of the things they do? Like <laughs> yeah, right. they're so adept at getting you off the plane because it <laughs> crashes every time. Like one in, it, one in every three planes crashes. And they're like, I'm really good at yeah, this. Yeah, they, they, they start did... having like scars through their eyes and <laughs> yeah. patches, you yeah, know, and they got the cigarette and they're, cigarette and they're hanging off their lip. And they're like, you guys ready to fly today?" <laughs> 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 yeah. You're like, it's, it's a 30 year old, 30 year old blonde woman weighing 120 pounds. You guys ready to fly? <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, last <laughs> week I was able to save 70% of my passengers. <laughs>
2: I think if she talked like that, I would believe her. Yeah. And I might be like, wait a minute, what are you? Are you for sure yeah, that makes sense though. But I think it's a it's a, it's a dumb perspective because yes. to use that as an example, because the idea of that is for the collective group, not yeah. for the individual. Yes, Because if it was, they would put the mask on and be
1: like, screw everybody else and make right. sure number one's so, taken care of. Yeah. If as a Christian, your attitude is, this is all about me, I think that that is in direct contradiction to the scripture. Mm-hmm. And Micah, you alluded to it earlier, but Philippians chapter two, uh, beginning in verse three, do nothing from selfishness, Uh, selfish ambition or vain conceit, but with humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who made himself nothing and became a servant, even to the point of death. So that text right there, these four verses, five verses, I think fly in the face of this ideology that you matter more. Mm -hmm. And, And so if you are a Christian who goes, Self care and, and out of the five or six definitions we gave for self care a moment ago, if you're in the place where you're like self care for me is about I matter more, I as an individual matter more, um, then that is contrary to Christ. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. contrary to what, what. And that's
2: actually, I think, where the culture is pushing. I right do now. too. I think that's where, yeah. like, even with the with the 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 mo- I'm going to say modern because the the idea of Modern day abortion is not, I think I said this in the Roe versus Wade episode, is not the classical liberal perspective. Right. I'm not a classical liberal, but I know that classical liberal perspective was not that you can just kill babies up till mm-hmm. even like right out of the womb. That's a modern day, like in the last, I don't know, few years, few years kind of perspective. So, but the, the majority, justification they give is protection of the mother my body my Mm -hmm. choice protection of of the mental and emotional health of the mother what that's a move towards this of saying that number one is most important
1: yeah i matter more
2: and i always want to ask them like who does number two work for (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've seen an argument
0: i don't know if i'd call it an argument i've seen this posted around uh that the gospel started with god loving me so i need to learn how to love me Oof. because that's what God did first. That's
2: like, that's like gay bolt saying, I am finally okay with my gayness because I realized that God's okay with it too. Yeah, it's right. like, instead of just saying, I would actually be more comfortable if he just said, look, I'm done with all this Jesus stuff. I'm I'm I would rather just dive into homosexuality. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can be consistent in that. So I'm just going to dive into it. But no one said he tried to change, mm-hmm. change who, God, who God, is. God is to justify. Yeah. That's an interesting thought because it's, why do you feel the need to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And I also don't understand in the same conversation with like the idea of saying, I'm the most important thing. Why do you feel the need to do that? Mm. I think it's, it's, it's an ing- My guess is it's an ingrained sinful thing. I think this is what you, you can track it back to probably Genesis three. Yeah. You know, with Adam and Eve. Yeah. Is my guess.
1: I mean, I, well, might- I think at the core of it, back to Adam and Eve is, um, self is the standard. Mm. And, and when self is the standard, rather than God being the standard, you're going, you know what? I have other friends who are in these same kinds of scenarios that I am. And I, I want them to like, it's, it's, it is justifying self. It is caring for self. It is exalting self. And when self is the standard, God can't be.
2: That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. and so l- look if if you're listening to this, and you're like, oh my goodness, I took a nap yesterday because I was really tired. Am I in sin? Like, <laughs> no. Like, Mike, Micah recently. Micah is not a nap taker, but Micah had had recently done three camps in a row, uh, and and a disc golf chapel trip. Yeah, and, and and delayed flights. And we had staff meeting one day, and then uh, later that night we saw you, and you're like, dude, I went home and I passed out. I was so tired. I took a nap, and I was just done. And And you needed that. Like, Mm -hmm. you needed that. Yeah, my body was like, I actually was like, I'm
2: just going to chill for a bit. Because I think I had a couple hours after staffing before I needed to get my stuff together to come up to church to get ready for kids camp. Mm -hmm. And I I laid on the bed. I was just watching some disc golf YouTube. And I was like, oh, well,
1: that did it (laughs) right there. That that was the mistake. (laughs) But I was like,
2: (laughs) I should set an alarm because I feel really tired. And then next thing I know, my my alarm hadn't even gone off yet. Um, Next thing I know... I'm waking up to my family coming back from New Mexico. Like they're coming in the door mm-hmm. and I'm jumping up cause I'm excited to see them. But like, I slept so hard. I, I, it felt like a moment yeah. when, I, when I closed my eyes until yeah. that, that happened.
1: And, and so if that's you, like, I mean, it, I, I enjoy going for a run. Um, and I'll find that if I've had a stressful day, hitting my heavy bag is really cathartic for me. It helps me to get my blood going and it, it energizes me a little bit, mm-hmm. um, allows me to kind of deal with some frustration if I need to deal with frustration or whatever. But we're going for a long run until my legs are just too tired to go anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like those are some things that I'll do. Um, I, I, I think you two guys are included in this exception um, because I can. I don't ever feel tired after I've hung out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just with my family in June. We were gone for two weeks. Uh, and we were together all the time. We were in small hotels and small cabins and whatever. And one of the things that I have realized about myself over the last few years is if I'm around people constantly for like a day, like just a day, like 12, 15 hours, Mm -hmm. I feel like antsy and anxious at night. And I need a couple of hours just by myself for my brain to be quiet. Unless it's people like you guys that I've known for a decade or more, or Mm -hmm. my family that I've known for a decade or more that (laughs) I'm. I'm just completely at ease with. Yeah, 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 And if you're like, man, I, I, I can't be around people for a long time. Like I'm one of these, I'm one of these people. And some of you will res- resonate with this. I'm one of these people that when I make plans with people, I almost all- immediately regret it. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't want to leave the house today. Yeah. And so when people text me and they're like, Hey, we're canceling tonight. I'm like, Oh, okay. Sorry to hear that. But inside I'm like, "Yay, I can't stay home," you know? <laughs> I I like being in my space. I, and so for some of you who are like, "Man, that's just kind of who I am, too." That's not what we're talking about here. No. Uh, that's partly your personality, but I I still have as my priority and as my aim the gospel and mm-hmm. Jesus and that people would know Jesus. And that has to be that. I think you, I think you start to ask
2: the question with that in mind. It's, so the kickback to the self-care idea isn't to say, I'm not going to do anything for my own health. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. the kickback is to say, I'm not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'll tell you this. I feel like, feel, I lean towards the reality that the healthier you are, the easier it is to do life and Mm -hmm. probably physically healthier, physically healthier. You are mentally healthy. The the healthier you are, the easier it is to do life. And which means there's going to be an ease to whatever God is drawing you towards in life, proclaiming the gospel in whatever venue you're in. That's going to be easier than if you are unhealthy and anxious and stressed. Mm -hmm. So like if, if my mindset is I want to, I want to run or I want to, Skip sitting on the couch at night with a bag of potato chips or like I often do, like two scoops of ice cream and a waffle cone. Like <laughs> if I want to avoid that stuff for the sake of being healthier so that I can do life better for the glory of God. Do you
1: just go get the waffle cone somewhere? Do you buy them or do you make them? Or? Yeah.
2: So I got sick of paying for Baskin Robbins because I love Baskin Robbins. Um, I got sick of paying for it all the time, and one yeah. day I saw the waffle cones in the grocery store. So I just yeah. bought a box of waffle yeah. cones, and then buy. How the, have
1: I never seen waffle cones at the grocery Dude, store? It's That's really? awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a we, terrible. I, we haven't thing. grown up. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. I clearly don't look for them. <laughs> yeah, well they're like right by, they by the they ice, ice just cream. Eat yeah. it all the time. Yeah,
2: like I sitting <laughs> on the cash <couch laughs> and I'm like, there's some waffle cones. <laughs> there's waffle cones I right know. there. Yeah, and they're not as good as sure as the fresh made. Like when you walk
1: in and you smell the waffle cones. Now I'll say this.
2: I've watched how they make waffle cones. I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to like
1: getting the little thing, my own right? yeah. and making my own waffle cone. Oh, that might be dude. the next thing. Remember, you
0: remember waffle scoops, <laughs> waffle waffle cone chips when we talked yeah, about. Yeah, we were gonna make. like, you know, people eat chips and salsa. Yeah, you make waffle chips, you or can scoop waffle scoops, and you scoop the ice cream out. Chips and salsa, but dessert. Heck yes. Yeah, it already existed, so we we kind of we kind of stopped <laughs> it. But we can make it popular. We could make it. Yeah, popular. we could simply
1: Do some simpler, Sim-
3: sh- <laughs> yeah. well,
0: it- simpler scoops. <laughs> it's probably not
1: anything like I mean anybody could probably make waffle chips so you just start your own brand and just make the best that's true. Exactly. just yeah. do yeah. the Special better yeah. version yeah. of it Absolutely. so
2: all that to say all I'm saying is like I don't think that's what the self-care idea is I think that is mm-hmm. saying I'm not I'm not saying by any means if you're like unhealthy you, you can't live life for the glory of God what I'm saying right. is I feel like my my opinion is I lean towards the fact that it's easier the, the healthier you are, the easier it is to do life in Christ. And I mean that physically and emotionally and, sure. and mentally. So like someone who is overly depressed and anxious all the time, it's gonna be hard for you to be yeah. to have clarity on like reaching the world with the gospel or sure, you know, whatever it is that that God has gifted you with, that you're you know, if you feel like God's drawing you to in life. So I feel like that's a different conversation than self care because yeah. that's not saying I'm the most important thing. That's saying my goal is to do this life the best I can for the glory of God. Yeah. And obviously we can't set standards with that. Yeah. Um exactly. because health looks different for different people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I know some of the someone related to Cammy to um had a heart attack in her late thirties because she was training for a marathon. Oh mm. wow. Perfectly healthy and just Sometimes yeah. you just don't so my point is know. like you can't control it, but I think it's more of a heart issue like i wanna i wanna be the best person I can in this life for the glory of God, sure, um I've probably said this before one of my favorite stories about um Charles Spurgeon mm-hmm. is when uh, D.L. moody um goes to England to preach and wants to meet Spurgeon, so he goes to Spurgeon's house, and this is like. I think it's like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, somewhere in there, turn of the century then.
1: Uh I think eighteen hundreds. I think is it okay. Spurgeon died in the eighteen hundreds. Okay,
2: so eighteen hundreds. Um and Moody's coming from an era where like, you know, in the US it's it's like morally wrong for Christians to like drink and smoke and that kind of stuff. And so um Moody shows up at Spurgeon's house they like set up a time for him to go visit and Spurgeon opens the door smoking a <laughs> cigar or pipe or something and Moody D.L. Moody goes I cannot believe a man and God would be smoking and Spurgeon <laughs> looks Moody up and down and goes I cannot believe a man and God would be so fat like, <laughs> 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 what's funny is I think Spurgeon was fat too he Yeah. was he yeah. was so, but, but to Spurgeon's point like stop putting standards on me that you can't uphold consistently yeah. on the other side yeah. so he, here's a guy Spurgeon who who is not healthy according to our modern (laughs) standards, but still living his life for the glory of God. So that's my point is like, I think it's a hard issue. Like um, if if you feel like you are in a bad place, mentally, emotionally, physically, and it's something you can remedy, get help, fix it. Like, or, or start fixing it, not so that you can be a better person, but so that you can be someone who better reflects the glory of God in your life. Like, don't mm-hmm. make it about you, make it about the glory of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When have we ever heard someone talk about like a health and fitness program <laughs> from the perspective <laughs> of like, so that you can be yeah. someone who mm-hmm. lives your life better for the glory of God instead of just like, you know, one of those books that Joel wrote? Like, Best, best, best life, life now is better you. Now, if it's yeah. my best life now, how can it be a better you
1: after that? How can it be better <laughs> than the best freaking <laughs> idiot? That's funny. And then his next one is, "It's pretty good." <laughs> 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 Your best. <laughs> uh. So I think but all that to say, like, I think, okay. gonna con- okay. <laughs> I think we're going I think we're going
2: to continue to find out more things about self care now. Um yeah. that other people are gonna start giving us info about it. But I think the kickback shouldn't be like, well, this is a potentially a stupid idea. Let's not do anything for health at all. Right. The yeah, kickback yeah, yeah. should be like, this is the, the goal isn't for us to be number one. The goal mm-hmm. is for us to live our lives for the glory of God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think, you know, to your point, Micah, about like mental health and physical health, so that you can best like do those things for God, like just from a very practical standpoint, if your physical health prevents you from, I don't know, like, I mean, my dad, my, my dad had diabetes. My dad drank. My dad probably did drugs, uh, and had diabetes because he did all that stuff. Probably. (laughs) Um, he was, he was six foot flat And he, he got to where he weighed like 340 at the end of his life Mm. and his feet were so swollen from the diabetes and stuff. He could barely feel his toes and different things. And that dude could barely walk. And had he given his life to Christ in that moment, it, it just would have been practically speaking more difficult for him to be out and around people. And Mm -hmm. just from a practical standpoint, like, you know, and and i i went through 10 years of uh, really severe depression um from 15 to 25 and uh have recently uh 3 4 months ago just kind of been like okay there're still some things there i need to address and instead of going well i i dealt with most of that you know 20 years ago i'm going no i i want my mind to be more redeemed. I want to mm-hmm. to think more on Christ. I want to be a better resource for people who uh, uh, need to know Christ and mm-hmm. and I want to be able to do this well and have
2: gone through the stuff you went through. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: for sure. And and I don't want I don't want anxiety to cripple me. I mean, for 10 years in my life, anxiety was so overwhelming to me I could barely face the day. Mm-hmm. And I haven't felt that way in decades and like, but it's but it isn't. It's because of being grounded in Jesus. Yeah. Um. It's not because self care. Well, and
2: I think to yeah. I, I think your story is actually a great example of this. When you when you were technically diagnosed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the process you went through was you begin to do a reset where you said, "I'm holding on to Jesus." Mm-hmm. And everything else I'm scrapping and I'm starting mm-hmm. over. And I'm, I'm reading the scripture with the filter of no filters. I just want to know yeah. Jesus. And that was, whether you realize it or not, that was actually you starting the process of becoming healthy in your mind. Because yeah. it's shifting your perspective of, ident- of identity from you yep. or someone else to where your identity mentally, you're, you're recognizing that your identity rests in Jesus. And yeah. that's where the strength now comes from. Not yeah. that you got stronger in your mind. But right. that the your identity shifted from you or somebody I else to it. Jesus yeah, and I it became core yeah. and i think that's what what we mean is i my feeling is my guess is that there are christians across the world who have all these internal struggles that they don't tell people about because mm-hmm. they feel like it makes mm-hmm. them seem weak mm-hmm. yeah. and my hope is that um if you're someone listening that you feel you feel that way my hope is that you will begin to recognize that the goal of you getting out of this situation is not so that you can be healthy. The goal of you getting out of this situation is so that you can be someone right. who best represents Jesus. Right, mm-hmm. and the result of that is that you are going to be healthy, more healthy. Right, yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's it's not the goal is not the health. The health is the byproduct of right. of the process of you 100%. saying, "I want my life to represent Jesus more." I, I think we would all agree as parents you're you're probably even there Pierce now that you're a real father true (laughs) Um, like the the better we are like the healthier we are mentally emotionally physically probably the better we do as parents with our kids I mean like how many stories have we heard from parents saying like I feel bad because when I get home from work I'm just so exhausted Mm -hmm. and my kids just want time with me I just want to rest and maybe you feel exhausted because you're freaking out of shape Mm -hmm. or mentally in a bad place yeah Yeah, Yeah, like like instead of saying well it's just these circumstances have you ever considered like maybe your identity is trying to rest in something else or maybe Mm you
1: you need many healing yeah yeah, or you've eaten too many waffle cones with (laughs) ice cream that
2: you can't physically keep up with your kids i mean like i'm not saying that's a right or wrong thing i'm just saying like there is some aspect of what i think what i'm trying to do is say that the idea of modern day new agey self-care, I think, is bogus. Yes. Because number one, you're you're number has, one me is core. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think that can't mean that we say we should not consider our health at all. Yeah. Right. Agreed. That's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah. And well,
0: that bleeds in that bleeds into a lot of how we talk about like wisdom and stuff like that. Like, yeah. we're we're not setting any sort of standard for um for your salvation or how you stand before the Lord. But rather in this life, we, we can be wise. And yeah. does it look like a thousand waffle cones or does it look, does it look like not dying of a heart attack because of a thousand waffle cones? <laughs> it probably looks like just making wise choices in the situation. It doesn't mean you don't enjoy a waffle cone. It doesn't right. mean you don't enjoy these things, but I never they, will again. That's right. But just <laughs> being wise in the midst of, in the midst of your life. And so, yeah. um, to better take care of your kids to well ultimately to better represent the gospel may that be in your home may it be at work may it be in your community whatever at school whatever that looks like um implementing that wisdom and saying like, okay um I would be I would be more equipped to represent the gospel to honor Jesus in this situation if I wasn't allowing xyz to rule my life yeah. to, to 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 dictate to to for allowing my job to dictate my, my exhaustion level, yep. allowing um, my past to dictate how I'm mentally engaging with mm-hmm. this individual right now, to allow my eating habits to to mean that I can't keep up with yeah. my kids. I can't even just stay there with them. So mm-hmm. um, I think it too, it goes back to kind of what we were talking about yesterday or just like the heart of, or not yesterday, with the last week with the heart of discipline, like mm-hmm. with the heart of discipline and training and and from God's perspective to to better equip us for the gospel to be, Um, to be trained up in righteousness and holiness and in those things, looking at it from that lens as well, ultimately through the lens of the gospel, um, that we can, to use your language, not implement self-care, but to take care of ourselves for the sake of the gospel. Um, and it's completely possible. So don't, don't negate the good things. I don't know how you said it earlier, but like don't negate healthy habits. Um, may they
2: be physically, emotionally, um, yeah.
0: And Spirit, I don't, Christian I don't want to make a standard. Like- I
2: don't hope people don't make a standard either. Like if you're not healthy, you're not godly. That's mm-hmm. not, right, right. that's not the goal. I, I think we're just saying like, and that would be like saying like to someone like, you're not really a good Christian unless you've read the Bible 50 times in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Is there a benefit of reading the Bible that many times? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a, it's, it's, you're better off in terms of your understanding of who God is, but it doesn't mean that you are a better person. Right. Our righteousness is determined by who we are in Christ. Absolutely. So I think it's the same idea. Like, are you a worse Christian because you're not in a healthy state mentally, emotionally, physically? No. No. Could you be someone who better represents the gospel because you're capable of mm-hmm. living this life for the glory of God unhindered by you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yes. You know, so it's not it's not to say like every Christian, their standard of godliness or holiness is their physical, emotional, and mental health, but I mm-hmm. think you you do a better it, job. It makes yeah. a difference though. It does. It does, it does yeah. Yeah. It, it does.
1: Yeah. I mean, y- when, when I am stressed, when I allow old thoughts to creep back into my head, I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. If I don't sleep, then the next day, it's everything tiring. feels overwhelming yeah. because I'm physically tired. Mm-hmm. Like, And, and <clears throat> when it, when the difference is, okay, my confidence actually truly rests in Jesus, mm-hmm. it changes how it changes how long those things rest on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm able to move through those things a lot more quickly and go. You know what? This this cannot shape my day. Okay, mm-hmm. it shaped the last hour, but it can't shape my day because I need to remind myself who Christ is. And it does. It makes a difference. It those yeah. things impact the day to day.
2: It does. It does. I I uh, I'll, I remember hearing this a few years ago at a pastors' conference. It's probably been like more than ten years ago, but someone actually started the conference talking about how important it is for pastors to like, like be healthier. And they were, I think they were just talking physically Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were, they they were alluding to the reality that there's this constant stress. And then if you're not giving yourself time, and I think they were acknowledging that there is something physically beneficial to a simple walk or a workout or a run, those kind of things that is important and necessary for us to be, um, to be good at mm. at what we do. I mean, ministry is is an you're never off. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean like you you never know the conversation never stops. Right. Yeah. Um and so if you're if you're tired and exhausted nonstop as a pastor because you're not taking time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm, one of the I think one of the greatest things that pastors ever get encouraged to do is take a day off. Like mm-hmm. you think about a normal if, you, if, you, if, if you're a pastor at like a corporate kind of church, you have office hours, you typically Monday through Friday, or sometimes Monday through Thursday if they give you Friday off, but mm-hmm. then you have like weekend stuff. You're working Funerals, mostly. weddings. Funerals, yeah, all day yeah. Saturday, sometimes. I mean, all, all day Sunday, and then sometimes Saturday has stuff. And if you don't have a dedicated time where you tell your church unless there's an emergency this time I am unavailable Mm -hmm. and you protect that time, then you will never have that time and you will probably just wear yourself down. So this is the same, this is the same idea. And I think you can do that and you don't have to be just a pastor for that. I think this is important in life in general is to, Mm -hmm. to recognize, like you said, Ryan, your tendency is you have to have time away from people. Yeah. You recognize that. And so it's an important thing for you to make sure you take that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think it's a fantastic recognition of, of our tendencies and our needs which is not self-care in the term of of how the term is usually used. This is simply what you said Pierce, taking care of yourself mm-hmm. um with the goal of saying I want to glorify God the best I can in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It just makes me want to go run and then eat a waffle cone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, do both.
1: Run so that you can eat. There the you waffle. go. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
0: You guys have anything else to add to that? I think that was the simpler view right there. Yeah.
2: I really just want to figure out that batter now and go home and buy one of those waffle cone <laughs> yeah. things where you like makes the thin it. waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of yummy. <laughs> Steven.
0: <laughs> 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 We're at the garden Audio. Steven's here. We're having a good time. It's, now he's the the uh, what's the the hot Cheeto? He's the hot Cheeto, yeah. We should
2: do a hot Cheeto waffle cone <laughs> batter right, just for Steven. Yeah. The, with vanilla ice cream Have inside. you all seen that ice cream they make that's like made from real hot peppers? Mm-mm. I saw a show on it where they like have different levels like you have to sign a form to some of this stuff because they're making it out of these peppers that they can't even touch with their hands and they're making it into ice cream and people are eating the ice cream and they said it's this weird sensation because it's cold and then it's just like fiery hot so that mm-hmm. will make the hot mm-hmm. Cheeto Waffle cone batter, and then we'll put one of those hot ice creams there in go. there. Just for Perfect! Staying. It's the hot hot Cheeto. Hot hot Cheeto. That's right. Well, hey, go Getting follow hotter every day. Hotter every day.
0: Go Ooh. follow at the Garden Audio. See that level of hotness over there. <laughs> <laughs> go check out Stephen. Uh, it's a good Smoke time. Show too. show him some love. While you're over there, we're at Simpler Pod. You're watching. You're listening. Hit the subscribe. Hit follow. You can leave reviews. I see on Spotify and. Um, and Apple Podcasts for sure. I'm not sure how Google, I would assume we could on Google Podcasts, but leave a review. Do people uh, use Androids? I don't know. Yeah, yeah some so. people. Josh Oles is up there. That's <laughs> our, our, one, our, our one Android listener. Um, yeah, check us out. Leave reviews. Uh, we love you guys. We're thankful that we can be a part of this and uh, we hope that your July can wrap up nicely. Take care of yourselves out there. <laughs> As always, keep Crisis Core. What could be simpler than that?
3: Peace. Peace.